0: yo what's up welcome to kind of funny games daily for wednesday january 18th 2023 i'm one of your hosts blessing at AA junior and joining me is Lacroix poppy himself aka my fellow forbes 30 under 30 aka tim ma fucking and
1: a pleasure to be here with you today
0: a pleasure to have you here with me today, Tim. I appreciate, once again, the chain. Of course. I've been rocking the chains a lot lately. Of course. I've been actually, I've been in the market for a, a silver chain, mm-hmm. right? Is that the correct color? It is silver, yeah. Silver, yeah. 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 Like, uh, to go with the earrings is the thing. Because mm-hmm. I have my one gold I haven't
1: noticed, chain. Are, are they silver?
0: It's like silver-ish,
1: right? It's like a dark silver. Yeah, like
0: a, like a dark silver. Tight. Yeah. Like and so I, I rock the gold chain, and I feel like it clashes, right? I feel like mm-hmm. it doesn't go with it. So I, I've been trying to figure out a, a silver chain situation.
1: Yeah, I committed to the silver for now. For now, for now. What's the what's
0: next up on the list?
1: I don't know. This was a Christmas present from G, so oh wow. That's how I I'm like, All right, Well, this is what I got. You know oh, what yeah. I mean?
0: Oh, so yeah. Tim, can I tell you about how I've been? I've been going through a thing. Mm-hmm. I've been going through something like Kendrick Lamar would say on what it was. Out. exactly. I've been going through something, and that thing is a FIFA addiction. I don't know if I've actually talked about it in depth on a podcast, but you like,
1: mentioned it here and there. I mentioned it. A lot. I've known that this might be a problem, but I haven't heard about the full on uh, symptoms.
0: It's so. Of course, all my life, I've been into FIFA, right? It's been very on and off. And ever since I've joined, kind of funny, it's never been all the way on. Like, I've dipped my toe into what FIFA 21, I want to say, and I played Volta. And like,
2: yeah, we, we did that stream that one time, uh, yeah, from home with Janet with, and with Janet yeah.
0: and stuff. And like, I've I've, I've dipped my toe into fifa as a kind of funny member right but i've never been all in on my fifa phase during kind of funny it for me it was growing up playing fifa 2005 non-stop and i could not tell you how many hours i played of fifa 2005 and then jump forward in time to fifa it was fifa 2010 all the way up until fifa 2015 where i was playing yearly with a group of friends and would play non-stop all the time and that was my that was my i'm gonna get fucking good at this game era and like really obsessed over FIFA.
1: So I'm I'm interested in this of like, what is your, what was your kind of entry point into FIFA? Because for me, it was, you know, pretty much playing Madden and stuff just because football's a thing here, mm-hmm. right? Or at least American NFL football is a thing here. Uh, but then there'd be even sports that I'd say, at least for the people I grew up around, weren't the biggest thing, like boxing when fight night came out, it didn't matter that none of us knew boxing or anything. It's like a boxing video game. That's fun. We're just going to play that and have a great time. Uh, But with FIFA, we were never interested in like, oh, we're going to rent that from Blockbuster or anything Mm -hmm. because there was just no soccer culture at all. And like... There was nothing to get me in. Like, what What got you in?
0: So in middle school, I lived in Nigeria, right, for a couple of years. Nigeria, very there we big go. There soccer we go. slash football country, right? And that was the thing that first ignited it. That's where soccer became one of my favorite sports, right? And that's those were the only years where I ever followed actual club football, right? And, like, at the time, I was a big Chelsea fan because of uh, Didier Drogba, who played for the um, played for Chelsea. He was, like, a big African player, one of the best African players at the time. Uh, and so I was super into it from that. From there, I was like, you know what, man? Soccer is my favorite sport. I love right. everything about it started playing fifa obsessed over it like i still i I, for me i would easily say soccer is one of the is is the best sport right like i fucking love it um but i love it as a sport right i don't follow it anymore but i love just just the rules just the 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 gameplay of soccer is my jam um but then fast forward to high school and college funny enough you know like I'd i'd come back to the states i had my group of friends and Weirdly enough, like even as Americans, they got super into FIFA as well. And I think what it was was there was one dude in our friend group named Johnny. Johnny was a British dude. Like he had he was fresh from the UK, um, and his parents had moved to the US to our uh, to our town. And he was the one that sort of put us on of like, hey, dude, like uh, our other friends, Jason, Caramel, we had like a whole group. He's like, yo, like FIFA, FIFA, FIFA is fun. Like let me tell y'all about FIFA. He said all, that all in a British accent, and we started playing it. <laughs> give, me, give me, your best yeah, British accent. I'm not doing that. But give no. me a Michael Caramel. <laughs> Ah, starry, british man <laughs> hey bro um but <laughs> uh we started playing fifa 2v2 started playing uh, just as, as a group of friends we would this is what this is where I, I knew it was a thing is we would have fifa nights where we would stop by walmart before we would head to uh, our guy james place and we would buy the um white chocolate macadamia nut cookies okay so we can bake them and play fifa Fuck and make that. a whole night of it right oh, yeah, and that was a whole thing that ended up being my fighting game group as well um but i was deep into the fee- uh, t- into the fifa ecosystem during that time come december right it's break i i played through high on life finished high on life dug it was waiting on sports story was waiting on this different stuff the fifa world cup was going on and i finished the world cup and i was like yo that was such a fun time i want more of my soccer fill right i want more of my football fill and I was like, you know what, man, let me pick up FIFA 23. Let me, let me start playing it again because I played a little bit at launch. And I started playing online seasons, which is basically just online ranked mode where you level up your division. And since then, right, this is since December, I put in over 40 hours into FIFA oh my just God. playing. And I've, I've been logging into it every single day. I've been I've been trying to play other games and I keep getting distracted by FIFA. It's just calling you. It just keeps calling me where I'm. Pl- I'm doing anything else and I'm like, what if I just played a match right now? You
2: know, what if I? What if this I just? What if I just pick up the now. sticks? They're like that's neon white for me. Bless every night where it's like I could get into a story heavy uh, thing right now. But what if you know? But what like, if I just
1: go back to what's calling me for real? Exactly. Exactly. And There's so no it's story a like a sports story. <laughs> Wait, uh, well, <laughs> no. There is, well, say, and it's
2: really disappointing. Yeah. Don't say
1: that. Don't say that. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um. But yeah, it's been a problem. I i tried ultimate team because a lot of people were, I, I put out sweet i was like how do i how do i pivot into fifa content <laughs> what do i need to do in order in order to monetize this because this become a thing now uh people were like yo, play ultimate team ultimate team's where it's at if you want to make content you got to do ultimate team started playing ultimate team and tim thank god that i cannot get into ultimate team for whatever reason <laughs> ultimate team is just not working for me I, I don't understand how to progress in the right ways like it's for me it's just too in-depth i want to go back to playing the clubs that I, I know are good right like let me just Pick Juventus or Chelsea or, or um, PSG. Uh, and so, Ultimate Team isn't doing it for me. The career mode isn't really doing it for me. I think I'm just, it, for me,
1: it, it for real is. You're about the game.
0: I'm about the game. The love just the put game, me man. into ranked. Just put me into ranked and let me fight these people. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, Tim? And so, that ball, that's man. my affliction for the last month, and I don't know when it's going to stop. I kind of hope it stops soon because it's becoming a problem. Yeah. The review season is coming. I got to play different games It is. that coming. are not FIFA.
1: Someone say it's here.
0: Someone say it's here already. Tim, mm-hmm. that's, enough about FIFA. Let's talk about today's stories, which include Returnal PC, getting a release date, a Sackboy mobile game, and more, because this is kind of funny games daily. Each and day at ten a.m. live, right here on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. We run you through the nerdy news need to know about.
1: Let me stop you right there. Stop me. Uh John Tate in the chat says you don't monetize ultimate team. Ultimate team monetizes you. Wow. Wow that's powerful that was good that was powerful that was put that off the box
0: <laughs> if you're watching live you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kind of slash you're wrong if you don't want to watch live you can watch later on youtube.com slash kind of games or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching kind of funny games daily remember you can use epic Creator code kind of funny on all epic store and epic in-game purchases like rocket league and fortnite to help support the channel to be a part of the show head to kind of funny.com slash kfgd write in with your questions squad ups and more and remember patreon.com slash kind of funny will get you the show ad free plus a bevy of bonus content housekeeping for you a new kind of funny games cast is up and it's our metacritic predictions for the year that is up on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and let me tell you it's a pretty fun episode. Great episode. Pretty fun good episode. Good energy. Had you very excited for the year. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about that a little wild bit. Wild year. After up. the PSLOV versus X casting where we draft all of the games, I was like, yo, this is a wild year. And then going through this again of just trying to guess all the Metacritic for all these games coming out this year, it's like, yo, 2023 is about to be on and popping. Yeah. And I, I'm going to need Zelda Tears of the Kingdom to, to be as good as bring the of Wild. Bring the heat. Spider Man 2, I need you to be as good as the other Spider Man games. Bring the heat. But maybe not Miles Morales. Maybe right? not Miles Morales. Be better than the other Spider Man games. You're such a sinner. You're oh, such a <laughs> sinner. sinner. Uh, and over on Patreon, we have a new episode of Kinda Feudy featuring the one and only Snow Bike Mike, which means it's a must-watch episode. So go over there, check that out. Thank you to our Patreon producer, Delaney Twining. Today we're brought to you by the Kinda Funny Patreon, but we'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin with what is, and forever will be, the Oprah Report. It's time for some news. We have five stories today. A Baker's Dozen! starting with our number one tim we got a bevy of playstation news for you Ooh, bevy right. me up. let's start off with returnal returnal is coming to pc next month this is coming directly from the playstation blog it's a new year and we are that much closer to the pc release of returnal we're thrilled to reveal that pc players can join celine on atropos on february 15th 2023
1: andy's birthday eve
0: andy's happy birthday andy you're getting returnal on pc So far, not many details have been released on any specific features that will add to the experience and immersion on PC. So let's get to the good stuff. NVIDIA DLSS and AMD FSR have been added, allowing you to dial up your frame rate without compromising on resolution. What we're talking about. NVIDIA NIS, isn't that like a Nintendo of America? There's a developer called NIS. 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 NIS, All right. (laughs) Not the rapper? NVIDIA NIS has also been added for those players who also want to see an increase in performance, but don't have the hardware to support DLSS or FSR.
1: It's NVIDIA Image Scaling. Oh. It's uh, it's another way to boost FPS with uh, image scaling.
0: Oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, Returnal, can you also look up FSR for me? I mean, yes. I'm curious what that is. I know DLSS because Andy talks about it. Returnal also supports Ray Trace Shadows as before, but now our friends at Climax Studios have added the support for RT reflections as well. This will make the contrast of a dark setting and neon bullets pop out even more than before. All of this can now be seen in two new wide resolution formats, ultra-wide at 21 by 9 and super-ultra-wide at 32 by 9
1: This is what I'm talking about, everybody. Which one do I fucking you have? love to hear. I have super-ultra-wide, baby, 32 by 9 Is that the oh. one in the office? That is the one I'm not to know. I might have to borrow your computer. Oh yeah. Oh, oh for sure. For sure. Y'all need to see what that shit looks like. I need, like, I need to incredible. see It's incredible. Real quick, uh, NVIDIA FSR is uh well no sorry. It's AMD Fidelity Super Resolution.
0: <laughs> Wait, say those words again. <laughs>
1: Fidelity Fidelity FX okay. is the F. Mm-hmm. Super is the S, and Resolution oh. is the R, okay. and it's made by AMD. There's a lot of letters there. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, so apparently like is going to work with AMD, NVIDIA, all the fancy image upscaling stuff, oh. maintaining your frame rates that everybody loves so much.
0: Hell yeah. We here at Asmark are beyond excited beyond to see Returnal come to PC and expand our beautiful, dark, and I was going to say twisted, and mysterious experience uh, to brand new players.
1: It's awesome. It is, man. This is every. I love this type of tech stuff. This is the the stats I want to see. I love that they start the same. We don't have any details, and then go on to give all the details. All the details right, yeah. like good for them. Uh, but yeah, like I love it. Popping into these games in in ultra wide or specifically super ultra wide is such a different experience. And uh, if you can have the if you have the computing power to actually run it all, it's pretty damn wild. Like seeing Spider Man swing through New York and it being that immersive is. An experience, man. Oh, so, yeah. really excited for this. I feel like with Returnal, like having that extra real estate is going to look cinematic as hell, and be really, really cool for the the gameplay itself. Um, I saw, in addition to this, they're also talking about Dual Sense Edge support, yep. which is obvious just because of the timing of when things are coming out. But I've been thinking a lot about that. Bless. Oh, I, there is something really special to me that I, I treasure about getting my hands on a controller for the first time because I'm really particular. And it's hard for me to put into words what I like and don't like. But when I get my hands wrapped around those grips, I instantly know. And is this for me you. or is it not? You know? Mm. And it, there's some controls about, oh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to have some good times together. And then there's it's other things I hold. them am like, no.
0: like, no, this ain't working out. I'm really.
1: just, I'm never going to love you. I'm just mm-hmm. never going to. You can stop trying. And I'm excited to have that moment again. Because, sure, it's probably going to feel very similar to a dual sense, but when I'm talking about the particulars, I care about the little little differences in weight can change me day to day. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. do I love this? Do I hate this? I don't know. What I'm excited got me to find to buy out. buy an
2: Xbox One instead of a PS4 because the weight of the Xbox controller, you know? Mm.
1: Yeah, God. dude. Like when the PS3 controllers first came out, did you guys? Oh ever... yeah, when it was the axe yeah, my, my,
2: my friend Annie was the, the six-axis. Uh, six-axis.
1: Yeah, had the PS3. Get that thing out of here. God. I'd launch that shit across the room and hit someone in the face. Wouldn't even hurt him because there's no yeah. fucking way. It would
2: explode, combust. It would <laughs> I 20 20 thought you were to say I launched that thing and then we'd never see it again because it just kept it
1: flying. <laughs> <laughs> to, to this day, <laughs> unlike the wait. original prototype where if we threw it, it would come right back.
0: In the PlayStation blog here, they write, "All this is best Very experience. Good joke,
1: Tim. <laughs> Thank you. I made that joke in 2015, but hey, here we are in There you go. <laughs> it's All still relevant. Back.
0: All of this is best experience on a DualSense controller in its full haptic feedback and adaptive trigger glory. Experience each encounter with nudges and rumbling cues coming directly to your fingertips, adding an extra layer of communication as an advantage to the player. Support for keyboard and mouse is also available, along with a wide, variety, or a wide range of customization options to tailor controls to whatever suits you. So yeah, hell yeah! I love that they're talking about the uh, the um, the dual sense stuff, um, and I love the idea that the, the like the dual. I love the idea that this could possibly be like an early seller for the dual sense edge, depending on who you are and what games you gravitate to. Because like my question for you was going to be, what's the first game you try out with the
1: dual sense edge? I mean, the first game I try out with any controller. The controller test. The oh. Tim Gettys pattern controller test is Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Mm-hmm. I, I've talked about this before. Smart but I, I've actually shown it in videos. But like yeah, I have a whole test on how how I how I know if I love the controller or if I need to throw it at somebody.
0: Oh yeah. I over the break I texted Greg because we had talked about the dual sense edge a little bit on PSLW last um last year. And both all, both me, Janet, and Greg were all like, Yeah, like I don't know if the dual sense edge is gonna be for me for the kind of games that we play, right? And I'm probably the person that is Maybe the closest to be, to being into the Dual Sense Edge, but even then, I'm like, I'm not that big of a Call of Duty person, right? Like, I associate it with like very competitive games, and you know, for a fighting game, for example, I'm probably going to use a. Um, Either a regular controller or a fight stick, right? If I really want to up my game, I think I'll go the fight stick direction. During the break, while playing FIFA, there was a moment while playing FIFA where I was like, I could use some extra buttons right now. I, I don't I don't like that I have to press triangle to call up my keeper. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't like that I have to press R one to like call up my second player. If I had some paddles, if I had some back paddles, maybe I can I could get, get better. Some at
1: paddles, plus. Like
0: yeah, <laughs> so yeah, like I want to I get my hands on some paddles. Yeah. Um, and no, so the, I think I'm now in the market for a DualSense Edge.
1: I, I'm super excited about it, man. If anybody out there knows anything about me, Tim yeah. Geddes, they know that I love two things. Tech mm-hmm. and, and McCroy. being comfortable, mm-hmm. all right? Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of being comfortable. I think that it might be my favorite thing above all else. And I love that the DualSense Edge looks like it's going to give me a little bit of both of my favorite things. Hell yeah. All in one.
0: Hell yeah. I'm very excited about Returnal coming to PC. I'm, I'm not one to revisit games that often but i could see myself doing it for returnal just for how good it looks you know Barrett had the trailer pulled up pulled up before and i think it is it looks noticeably better right especially when you're talking about the reflections and all the stuff that goes on with returnal because returnal is a very just visual game there's yeah. so much going on in terms of different colors in terms of um all of the different like neon stuff going on all the different bullet hell stuff and all like the bullet hell stuff all having like different colors to it i think having that stuff being very reflective, right, and adding in all the ray tracing features and doing that stuff while also performing well, that entices me. And then the idea of doing that on even a widescreen, like I do have a, I have a a baby widescreen at home, right? I don't have your 32 by nine ultra super Let's high go, baby. wide widescreen like, like you have. But, you know, the idea of playing Returnal on my widescreen at home, I think, uh, for me, sounds really fun. Um, and it's a reason to go back, right? And Returnal is also just a great game to go back to, just for the fact that it's a roguelite. And so it is, the game is a, is designed to be replayable anyway yeah. you know going back to it isn't like picking up a witcher or picking up yeah. a big RPG. it
1: should be just as fun as it was the first time
0: exactly right and that that arcade experience is my jam right that's why it was my game of the year in 2021 and so hell yeah i can't wait for more people to get their hands on return on pc can't wait to possibly revisit it um and yeah i hope i, I, I hope i wish andy
1: was here because like i want to hear his takes on this because this seems like it's speaking to him oh yeah loud the
0: dlss the fsr yeah the nis which i thought was a jrpg developer <laughs> i think they are okay are they
1: <laughs> but not not it's you know hey
0: of course hey man there can be hey, there's hey. room for many NISs in the world <laughs> story number two let's continue talking about playstation uh sackboy is the next playstation series coming to mobile this is chris scolian at video they Games really Chronicle. called him
1: that call oh yeah called him sackboy <laughs> yeah <laughs> Like they straight over like like that made it through every single. Pitch it was a different meeting. time. It was the PS3 era. We didn't know. We didn't know. We didn't, we didn't know. What they, didn't we know? We didn't have sacks back then. Theoretically,
0: who didn't have sacks? I don't know, man. Were we calling it that, that back in 2008? <laughs> a new free to play. This is Chris Gholian at IPGC. A new free to play running game based on Little Big Planet is coming to mobile next month. Ultimate, S- Ultimate Sackboy will be released globally on Android and iOS on February 21st. The game will be developed and published by UK slash Malta Studio Exient under license from Sony. Shout out um, Johnny Ace. It's also available now for pre-registration on the Google Play Store. Ultimate Sackboy is a 3D runner played with a similar viewpoint to other runners like Temple Run and Sonic Dash. In it, Sackboy has to take on the Ultimate Games, which is the most prestigious obstacle course tournament in Kraft World. Did you know it was called Craft World, Tim? No. According to the game's description, players will, quote, battle familiar enemies, swing swing through uh, crazy obstacles, hop, skip, jump, and weave their way to the top of the ultimate games, end quote. Players will be able to take on rivals in head-to-head competitions, including in daily duels, to win gold and other prizes. There will also be thousands of clothing combinations to unlock and upgrade, with a growing catalog of clothing options being added all the time. And I believe them when they say all the time. The game is not to be confused with Run Sackboy Boy Run, a side-scrolling Endless Runner, which is still available on Android and iOS, Look at Sackboy having multiple He's mobile out, games. Here,
1: out here running, man. He's out here running. And I love that you say you believe them because, yes, they will. <laughs> they they will. definitely if will. I've learned
0: anything about Sackboy is that them motherfuckers love adding costumes.
1: Yeah. So good for them. Good for them. Hey, this is the beginning of the mobile, push. the mobile push that we've seen PlayStation talk about for a while now, right? And, like, you know, Bless, I like to say that you are the utmost authority when it comes to, to PlayStation's push into the multiplayer side of things mm-hmm. with all of their, their different studios and what they've been building up. And, like, you have some theories. You have all your ideas all of how ideas. it all connects with the, the string and stuff, but um, I, I'm interested in the mobile side. I'm interested in what they're going to start doing with all this. I mean, we've seen them now, and we've talked to death about the push into the multimedia experience on the movie and TV side, but mobile is another big part of that, the, the kind of PlayStation brand takeover that we're seeing Nintendo have as well like in a very big way. Like Think about this year for Nintendo, right? Like, with what they're about to do with not only having Zelda, the sequel to the biggest Switch game ever, Mm -hmm. um, essentially. Uh, Then we have uh, Super Nintendo World America opening up. We have Mm -hmm. the Mario movie coming out. Like, the Nintendo brand is about to explode in the biggest way it ever has, which is pretty wild to think about. Meanwhile, PlayStation doing the same thing. And them kind of going into that, the mobile side. Like, this is a perfect way to take a character and give them a mobile game that – him. that could be actually fun, right? If you take Nathan Drake and put him in an uh, endless runner, it's like, all right, this feels a hey little man. bit cash grabby.
0: I mean, listen, Temple Run was a classic. It was. It, it was. Nathan you Drake can do there, it. That fits. You can
1: do it. But what I'm saying is, like, what we'd want out of an Uncharted mobile game is probably something a little different, you know. I don't know. Whereas, man. <laughs> what do we want from a, a sack boy game? Probably something like this. I feel that. <laughs> you know I feel that. Um, and uh, I, I can say from experience, the Rayman uh games that are like this on mobile are utterly fantastic. They're great. So, this could work.
0: I find this interesting for the fact that you mentioned Nintendo, right? Nintendo I think is a good comparison when it comes to the strategy of expanding their IPs and yeah, like having a mo- having movies, having uh different types of games, multiplayer, all that stuff. Um the thing with Nintendo though is when it came to their mobile pursuit, which I I, I think they're not doing anymore. It seems like they've pretty much stopped it.
1: They I mean it gets complicated right because they do still have a lot of, of fingers in the pots there because yeah. of Pokemon Company and things like that. But I mean, like Mario Kart Tour, I'm pretty sure is still being updated. And then uh, the, there's Pokemon Go, Pokemon yeah. Cafe, Pokemon this, Pokemon that, Pokemon Go to the bank, Pokemon, Pokemon Go to the, go the to store. Sleep. Pokemon, wait, 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 sleep. Pokemon Sleep is still not out. It's not, but the Pokemon Teethbrush thing is out.
0: Tell yeah! have you tried it? I have not. Mm. No. And you call yourself a fan.
1: Yeah, Um
0: But when you look at Nintendo's mobile pursuit, it seems, to, it seems like there were, there were maybe a few hits, but a lot of misses. And it seems like Nintendo doesn't have as much passion about it anymore. Because there was that era of, hey man, here's Mario Run. Here's that Animal Crossing mobile game. Here's, what was it, something? Was it like something Rise? There was that one mobile game that did actually pretty well Ooh, for I them. forget
1: the, it was like the Legend of Something. Led, the kind of Ledgeria funny. slash you're wrong.
0: But there was the Fire Emblem mobile game that did really well From for them. From Heroes super well. Um,
1: Pikmin Bloom? Pikmin Bloom was the other one. There, there was I, there's Dr. still Mario. Stuff. Yeah, I, I think that they're, they're not, there's po- Pokemon Drugalia Masters. Lost. Dragalia Lost, that's yeah. It. Pokemon Masters EX is a is something that's still being updated, and making a lot of money. So it's like they are doing it. I just think don't think it's as like widespread. Of like every IP we have needs to be on mobile uh, mm-hmm. and like do it now. It's I think more just kind of like what works, what doesn't. That they're experimenting. It, ma- with. it makes me
0: wonder what success PlayStation is going to find with it? Because it's also the question of how deep are they, going to, are they going to dip their toes into this? Is it going to be just one-offs like Ultimate Sackboy and taking IPs that don't have, I guess, as much risk and as much cachet in terms of people t- taking it the wrong way? Like, nobody's going to get mad at a Sackboy mobile game, right, like you're talking about. Whereas if they did do an Uncharted mobile game or a God of War mobile game or a Horizon mobile game, there's more expectation that comes with that. And I think you don't, you don't want to fuck around with those IPs too much in ways where it's like, Oh, yeah, it's very I, I, it's very easy to put out a mobile game that's disappointing.
1: And I feel like there's the, the, the quickness for people to be disillusioned when something is bad immediately and it mm. poisons the well, not just for the IP, but even just for the idea of a PlayStation mobile game. Like, if this comes out and it's like as good as the Rayman games, it's like, okay, cool. PlayStation are making choices to make good games that work on this platform using characters that make sense. And then the next time they announce the PlayStation mobile game, even if it was a God of War one, I'd be a little bit more like, okay, there's a chance this is good, as opposed to if it was the other way. And it's like, this is cash grabby. You just expect everything they do to be cash grabby mm-hmm. after that. What do you what do you think about them
0: using Sackboy? Just in terms of, out of all the IP, Sackboy seems to be the one that they return to when it comes to dipping into that. Exp- Maybe this the exp- experimentation of it. It's risk-free. You know, like, run Sackboy, run it already exists. Are people going to judge ultimate Sackboy? Do you think that's what it is when it comes to Sackboy? Or do you think they're... Might be a popularity with, with
1: Sackboy that we're not seeing.
0: Because, like, why? This could have been Astrobot.
1: You know? Yeah. It could've. This could have been Ratchet. It could. I mean, yeah, it's. I think that you're on to something where there is just the it just works ability of it where it's like because it is about crafting they can kind of get away with anything that they want like it's it's easy to come up with excuses for why things are happening in a for in to back up gameplay yeah. and all that stuff uh also he is identifiable there is some recognizability to to Sackboy to some extent there must be because he's still here
0: <laughs> he's not gone I see he's, he's not gone nuts. the way of neck <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly
1: it could have been it, been it some would say it should have been neck um but yeah i just can't believe how many times you've said sack boy.
0: i know right <laughs> it's all but it's also just a satisfying word to say man. it, it is like, man it, it is boy, uh
1: but yeah i i think that uh sack boy is very much playstation's low risk like we can experiment with this we can kind of like make things that make sense because a lot of genres and um gameplay styles can make sense taking Sackboy and putting it in without people being like this isn't what I expected or want from a sack boy experience mm. what's your
0: dream mobile game from PlayStation
1: I mean you guys were talking about it on I think a PS I love you a couple weeks ago but a Marvel snap type mm-hmm. experience like a, a that type of quick card game that is featuring PlayStation IP and showing actual love to the franchises in a, in a in a real way that's backed up by an awesome game that would be my dream for the mobile side of things
0: yeah. I think I'm right there with you. I would love that whether it is, yeah, PlayStation IP, um, like any PlayStation IP, bring it in, bring them all in like PlayStation All-Stars or if it is a pick one of your games that has a really vibrant cast cuz I could see it, I could see them doing it with even just God of War. Where it is, hey, you have your Kratos card that does this, you have your Atreus card that does this, you have your Freya card that does this, right? And you can yeah. go through that roster of characters. And like God of War Ragnarok has enough dope ass characters where I think you could make a whole card game out of just the characters in the game. And all of those characters would stand out as a, oh yeah, I remember this guy. Oh yeah, Reddit Oscar. Yeah, I remember that. Like, I, I think you could do that and it could be dope as hell.
1: Yeah. I mean, dude, imagine it's just a PlayStation card game and then they put out like dumps that are like, here's the Ragnarok deck. Yeah. You know, here's oh, the God. like Ghost of Tsushima deck. Like, the Season like, of Tsushima. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Plus, yeah. Of course Sackboy will be there, probably first. <laughs> the Easy season
0: do- of Sackboy. Oh my god. Ah! Jesus Christ. <laughs> I did the way that like that scared the shit out of me cuz I did not I legit thought that that was real for a second. <laughs> Because when, when I looked at that at, at quick glance, I was like, is that a gigantic spider? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> Near Tim. If you're an audio listener, you got to come the, to, the, to the video, check out what just happened. Sackboy <laughs> came through
1: with some things to say. He looks living. He's
0: alive, everybody. All I'm saying is that if it was Astrobot, it wouldn't be as scary. Get that Astrobot sack out of my face. Astrobot is cute, man. You know, bring, bring back Astrobot. Story number three. Destruction All-Star Studio Lucid Games is working with Rare on Sea of Thieves. This is Tom Ivan at Video Games Chronicle. Destruction All-Star Studio Lucid Games has announced that it's working with Rare as a support studio on Sea of Thieves. The independent Liverpool-based developer confirmed it had teamed up with Xbox's Rare in an update on its website and social media channels. Quote, "It's been incredible supporting them on their thrilling pirate adventure, and we can't wait to see where this legendary voyage take will take us." Uh, it said. Lucid Games was formed in 2011 by senior management and ex-staff from Bizarre Creations after parent company Activision closed the project Gotham Racing, Geometry Wars, and Blur Studio. Among other titles, Lucid-, Lucid developed 2014's Geometry Wars 3 Dimensions and 2021's poorly received vehicular combat title Destruction All-Stars. The studio was initially given development duties on Sony's Twisted Metal, uh, Twisted Metal video game reboot, but the unannounced project was later moved to PlayStation's Fire Sprite Studio. Tim interesting journey it is an interesting
1: journey yeah it's not one that i would have expected honestly but like this just is a a reminder that not all studios making playstation exclusives are playstation studios you know especially when you start getting into a lot of the the smaller ones and some of the the support teams and uh they're they're making the jump right rare being a microsoft xbox game studios company it's like all right cool they're going to be working on a game that's proven to actually be a success for the the people which i that could work.
0: Yeah, and you imagine that that's going to help free up Rare to continue working on their next stuff, their next game, right? Whether that be Everwild or if they're working on anything else. One day we'll see Everwild. One day. <laughs> yeah, one day. One day we'll see Everwild. Um, but yeah, I think it's fascinating to your point of PlayStation Studios and how they work. I think it's fascinating to see this be the other side of the coin of the opposite of what you saw with, Return- with um, Housemark and Returnal, mm-hmm. where Housemark develops Returnal as a first-party PlayStation Studios game without being owned by PlayStation. It comes out it's a big success and then playstation and then playstation picks them up and they're like cool now we own you we're gonna we're, we're gonna acquire you and now now it's a thing right and we're seeing the success of housemark versus destruction all-stars which is which was a similar situation of we're putting out this playstation studios first party title for the uh, the new platform the ps5 our game is coming up the hype for it is fucking dead nobody <laughs> gives a fuck about this thing all right i guess let's put it on playstation plus see if it hit if it sticks doesn't stick right you then see it go on sale you then i don't I, I couldn't tell you right now if destruction all-stars is still online right like it was it had that kind of story as a video game and now yeah you're seeing them you know not get picked up by sony right go on to to, to support wear, which like that's a great gig right that's good that's, that's awesome but it's very interesting to see that contrasted with what the returnal um uh, with, with what returnal did for housemark and it makes me wonder what those conversations were like right what the level of, of expectation was for playstation yeah because i imagine that like as PlayStation, looking at Destruction All-Stars, I that game doesn't strike me as a, this is going to be a hit on our platform. Maybe it did to somebody. Maybe they presented it really well. Maybe there was something there. But it's hard to imagine, right? And that game was supposed to come out for $70 at launch. I, uh, wait, what, what happened is what yeah, I want to know. You know like, how did that happen?
1: It, and what makes it extra bizarre to me is the fact that they didn't make a Twisted Metal. They instead made Made Destruction All-Stars, and then we're hearing, supposedly, that they were working on a Twisted Metal. Yep. So it's like, what what choices were made to lead to what actually happened, right? Because it does seem a little bit bizarre that Destruction All-Stars came out how it did, when it did, (laughs) right? Yeah. Like, being so close, like, being a part of the PS5's launch. Like, a big part of, like, the, the hype and the marketing, and like it was pretty much like, hey, at launch. I mean, it was one of the, I would say one of the very
0: few games that just did not hit whatsoever out of that PlayStation Studios uh, launch showcase. lineup. Yeah, in yeah. that showcase, you know, because you're talking about that. You're talking about games like Bugs, snacks which wasn't, like, PlayStation Studios technically, but it was in that lineup. Um, when I think of PlayStation launch, right, you're talking about, again... Um, Sackboy, a big adventure. Sackboy always comes back. Sackboy, a big adventure, which was pretty good. I love Sackboy, a big adventure. You're talking about Bugsnax. You're talking about um, Spiderman. Talking, <laughs> talking about Bugsnax. Talking about Um You're talking about The Pathless, which was fantastic. You know, like, Destruction All-Stars is one of the very few duds out of that. Yeah. And I want to know what the actual expectation was for it, because at no point during the marketing did it seem like people were, were super hyped about that. And I wonder, what, I wonder if the story would have changed if it was Swiss Metal from the start. Right, hey, let's just give them the IP and then work with it. But maybe the game just would have came out and not been good. Right? I mean, dude, you there are a bad s- Twisted
1: metal. swaths of people out there that absolutely love Twisted Metal, and they just can't wait for it to come to Peacock later this year with Anthony Mackie. I'm one of them, let's honestly. I, you, I, can't wait. I know you are, too. We, we got
0: to do the, the, we, the
1: weekly episode breakdowns. I was going to say, the metal, same way we're doing last week's breakdowns, uh-huh. we got to do that for Twisted Metal. It's what the people want. We got
0: to give it to Put them. Anthony Mackie on the video wall. He'll be there. Let's fucking go.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Tim? Before we get to our next news story, I had to like wait for a second because I was like, I just said the F word and I'm about to transition to the ad. But guess what? The ad is funny.com slash Patreon, so it doesn't matter. Remember, we can, you can do whatever the Patreon. fuck we want. We can do whatever the fuck we want. Go watch this fucking ad. <laughs> <laughs> this week on Patreon, the next-gen crew of Kind of Funny, myself, Barrett, Joey, and Roger, did a fantasy film draft picking which movies
2: we think are going to be the best reviewed. And we had some wild choices. This third one is about to pop off with one Jonathan Majors because he's looking like a God big, big boy. He has a Creed killing me. 3, baby. He has a killing
0: me, man. Yeah. Not even
2: on my list. <laughs> what? What? How is, is that not first? on your
0: list?
2: <laughs> Dune 2, right? Mm, like, that's yeah. going to be a banger. Yeah. We have Austin Butler. Wasn't <laughs> he like a child star in something? Yeah. Yeah. Zoe 101. Yeah. Zoe, 101. Yeah. Zoe 101. Oh, he's the, my god! He's, the, he's <laughs> like the bad boy. <laughs> <He's> the, <laughs> oh. <laughs> my dude.
0: Oh, oh. my God. <laughs> oh my god oh man i love that dude can we draft a what? movie dlc trailer <laughs> <laughs> uh, i would like to draft an unannounced post-credits credit head over to patreon.com slash kind to listen to this and hundreds of other exclusive episodes right now tim of course the next gen podcast we did our um fantasy movie draft and it was a very fun time by one I don't know if I'd say regret because I, the cast we have we have on the show is supposed to be the next gen kind of funny, right? Like that's mm-hmm. the whole idea of it. But I would have loved to have you on, to, to have had you on there because mm-hmm. I would have loved to see what Tim's movie drafts were or would have been. Oh yeah. Do you have anything in the top of your head that you would have thrown out there as a, as a draft? Well,
1: the thing is, because like, is the I I I get confused with drafts. I'm very bad when it comes to the fantasy stuff because like, are we talking the quality? Are we talking the box office? Like mm-hmm. what what? For so for this one we're talking we're talking Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, Critical see, reaction. that's, that's int- I mean, I feel like there's, this year is going to be, in the same way with video games, there are going to be more movies than ever that are, like, expected to be talked about, right? Like, pop movies, like, pop and, games. And I think there's, there's more in, in, on both sides than, than ever, so I, I do feel like there's going to be some pretty big duds and disappointments coming out.
0: Well, like what? Uh, out there. So here, I,
1: I was talking to Joey about this yesterday, but there's this one uh, uh, Twitter person that I follow that is like pretty, pretty on the inside of the Hollywood thing, and they they will hint at things, leaks things, whatever, and like their track record is, I'd say close to flawless. And when they get something wrong, they they admit it as soon as they like know and are like, hey, this is why I got this wrong, or whatever. And they came out and they are being super vague and teasy about this, but they're like, there's one major. Major blockbuster movie coming out this year that is so bad and people are not expecting it to be, and it is going to be like potentially the biggest dud of blockbuster history.
0: Damn, Barbie's not gonna stack up, huh?
1: People are people are talking about this, and uh, like the consensus seems to be they're either talking about Fast 10, which would not be a surprise, mm-hmm. or Barbie.
0: Okay, I was joking about Barbie, it better and not I be hope Barbie. it's not
1: Barbie, dude. I really, Barbie needs wait, to wait. Like, who
0: drafted Barbie? Oh, Joey did. Joey did. Oh, no. Joey got there before me. Joey I got the bar. chance,
1: though, to be a major success. But yeah, I don't know.
0: I mean, none of us drafted Fast. I mean, no offense to Fast 10, but like, that's not one that we're expecting. That's not, to not a
1: Rotten dog. Tomatoes. Yeah. Exactly. That's
0: not like a critical <laughs> darling. That's just a pop culture phenomenon.
1: It should be. Say. Motherfuckers could just get along. Get along.
0: Story number four. Microsoft is going to lay off 10,000 employees. This is Tom Ivan at Video Games Chronicle. Microsoft has confirmed plans to lay off approximately 10,000 employees. The staff cuts will hit around 4.5% of the U.S. technology giant's 220,000-person workforce. Microsoft said the layoffs will take place by the end of its third fiscal quarter on March 31, 2023. Alongside the job cuts, Microsoft said it will also make changes to its hardware portfolio and lease consolidation to create higher density across its workspaces. The company said that these actions were being taken, quote, in response to macroeconomic conditions and changing customer priorities, end quote. Microsoft didn't immediately identify which areas of the business will be impacted by today's announcements, although it was reported on Tuesday that the company intended to cut, cut jobs in a number of engineering divisions. Microsoft said U.S. employees impacted by the job cuts who are eligible for benefits will receive above-market uh, severance pay, continuing health care coverage, investing of stock awards for six months, career transition services, and 60-day notice uh, prior to termination. Benefits for staff outside the U.S. will align with the employment laws in each country. This is a bummer.
1: Major course. bummer. You know, continuing down this, this trend of a lot of tech companies laying off so many people. A ten thousand. 10,000 human beings lost a job. 2.5% of his workforce. I mean it's absolutely wild, you know, and like this is yeah. uh hopefully going to stop sometime soon, but it doesn't seem like there's an end in sight. We've seen this from pretty much all of the major players um at this point. And uh yeah, this it, it's very sad. Obviously yeah. hope that everybody affected has uh that's the help to that he is able to recover yeah. yeah
0: uh and it's like it's good to read the last part right where it seems like they're at least going through the process um in a better way than we often see these stories where it's like oh man i got laid off and also i didn't get severance and also like oh man i got, I got laid off and i didn't know what was happening until this morning and now i don't have a job right yeah. like we see a lot of that uh, we see that go down a lot especially in the games industry and for this we don't really know how xbox is affected or if the xbox side of things is affected but 4.5 i mean they must percent of the workforce you would imagine that like yeah it's gonna affect it in some way um but yeah like good luck to everybody and yeah right now tech is scary when it comes to uh employment people
1: getting getting laid off so stay safe out there. and then with that finding new jobs is like even more difficult than it's been i think ever in the tech space
0: scary stuff
2: but we, uh, they needed to use that $68 million to buy uh, Activision. <laughs> yeah, we needed, buy,
0: we needed to buy Call of Duty. We needed yeah. to buy Call of Duty. Story number five, our final news story for the day. We're getting a Rainbow Six movie. This is Boris Kitt at The Hollywood Reporter. John Wick director Chad Stahelski will direct Michael B. Jordan in the Tom Clancy Is he sequel. doing 10 movies? I mean, let's, let's fucking go, all right? My guy, Michael B. Jordan, he just he doesn't stop. Wait, are you talking about Chad? Don't or? talk about uh, uh, Chad. Because
1: he's doing Sifu also. Yeah, He's doing so many things.
0: Listen, let, keep giving Chad projects, keep giving Michael B. Jordan projects, all right? Uh, let's see. John Wick, and we'll, or uh, Chad Stilheski will direct Michael B. Jordan, the Tom Clancy sequel, uh, Rainbow Six, as a follow-up to 2021's Without Remorse. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Jordan will repri- reprise the, the role of Navy SEAL and CIA operative John Clark, who has appeared in numerous Tom Clancy novels, first in the Jack Ryan series, then in his own spinoffs like Without Remorse and Rainbow Six. The movie will adapt from the same novels that Ubisoft has based its video game series on. In an interview with IGN, Jordan described without remorse as a more personal story, but a sequel could be more action-packed and skew closer to the same material covered in the video games. There's a lot I think we can touch on here. Yeah. The fact that Chad is all up in all these different projects, right? First, he, well, first John Wick. Uh, but then, yeah, he's doing, he's doing this as well. The fact that without remorse... It came out a couple years ago, and I did not know this movie came out.
1: No, me neither. I'm a
0: big Michael B. Jordan fan. I somehow missed this. Kind of funny. Chat, let me know if that movie was good, because I'll watch it tonight. All right? I'll watch it tonight, because I love me some Michael B. Jordan. Um, But that's another thing, right? And Rainbow Six seemingly being a pseudo-sequel to that, um, I think is interesting. There's also the fact that, man, there's a lot of adaptations happening, and this right here is a blessing show, because... What the like? How is everything being adapted? I feel like I can name no. more game, and I know this is being adapted from the novel, but still, you associate Rainbow Six with the game. More pop media game adaptations that are happening than ones that aren't. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> That's throughout, funny. throughout I mean, property the, the right thing
1: now. is <laughs> like it used to be like this back in the nineties, like I in early two thousands. I remember every month reading uh, EGM or Nintendo Power, and they'd be talking about. A crazy taxi movie is in the works. A Metroid movie is in the works. This is in the works. That's in the works. A Tetris movie, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And it's like so few of them ended up seeing the light of day. And then so many of them started seeing the light of day. Like pretty much everything had a movie. Like, if, yeah. if you were a survival horror game on the PlayStation, you had a fucking movie. And it was like, I don't know that we needed an Alone in the Dark movie. But they're like, but you're getting it. You're going to fucking get it, okay? You're going to get a Silent Hill movie. You're going to yep. get a sequel to that.
0: You're going to get a bunch of Resident Evils. Like, oh, so many so Resident many. Evils,
1: all right? So it's like, that shit just kept kind of popping off. But then, obviously, like, we don't even need to get into it. We know the quality of them. They weren't great. They weren't even good most of the time. But now, here we are. They're i'd say good most of the time there are a couple stinkers there's a couple highlights and i feel like there's money to be made and the the box office is proving that there's value here the streaming war side of it's showing that there's value here and i just hope that more of these start coming out are actually good because that's only a good thing for me as a video game fan and as a entertainment fan so
0: chat very split on without remorse i looked on rotten tomatoes it's not looking good it has a 45 percent on the tomato meter an audience score of 38 percent. not looking great for without remorse that said rainbow six i mean rainbow six could be really cool right like you're talking you're you're talking about what like spy espionage shit uh michael b jordan and a group of fucking like agents maybe it's maybe it'll be like siege where you have um um like lion in there and like all of like, the castle in there and you have the different operatives that have like their different special abilities and they're all they're all doing their own thing and maybe they're breaking down walls you know maybe that's what they're doing in the movie and if so i'll watch it you yeah. know, i'll watch it but i don't know man this is interesting this is fascinating i'm surprised we haven't seen more tom clancy stuff in film or maybe we have and it just doesn't
1: happen. haven't we i think that's the thing i am so ignorant when it comes to this man tom clancy you know, like I'm, I'm I, am to me, it's like Tom Clancy might as well be you know this Pokemon Red, Pokemon Blue. We have Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon, Tom Winter Clancy's Bell. like you know Sackboy Adventure, like whatever it is. He's just out here doing these things. Recipes. But I'm pretty sure he writes these. He's there's the books. I'm pretty sure there's movies, right? There's TV shows. Maybe the, like, Jack the movie John Ryan's the movie on bad? Amazon
0: or the movies. Uh, I guess, okay, Jack. John Ryan, Krasinski. Red October. I take it back. I take it back. I take it back. Yeah, we Zach
1: had... Reacher, not Zach. <laughs> Zach Reacher. <laughs> jack reacher i think has to do with tom clancy and that no, was tom cruise Yeah, no. a lot of toms am i uh, wrong I'm,
0: it's fun reading chat and seeing people throw out just words and i'm like i don't know i don't know what the, reacher, D- reacher is, not, is not, not tom clancy okay okay <laughs> <laughs> we were saying zach reacher is the nickelodeon version so kebab says zach fair um but yeah, good luck with this Rainbow Six movie. I feel like out of all the Tom Clancy stuff to come out, for, on the movie side of things, Rainbow Six is probably one of the ones that has potential because it's a known IP, it's a known quantity. Um, so hopefully they do well with it, right? Hopefully Michael B. Jordan brings that Ma- Michael B. Jordan goodness like he does in the Creed movies. Did I ever tell you that I finally watched Creed 2? You did. Yeah, and I fucking love Creed 2. Tim,
2: Tim, I made myself the promise because I was the one who uh, was able to draft a couple of uh, movies like Creed 3 and uh, John Wick Chapter 4. have not watched either of those franchises. I've made my promise that I will actually watch those movies before either of those
1: movies come out. Oh my God, you're going to have a very good march. Yeah. yeah. Your march is about to blow your goddamn mind. Oh, Barrett's yeah. going to come in with a whole new personality.
2: <laughs> Barrett's going to come in and be Jack. <laughs> he's
1: going to be fucking
2: Jack. <laughs> <Just, laughs> Barrett's just doing push It's going to be like when y'all uh, saw Top Gun, you know? Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: Barrett comes in with like the biggest biceps we've ever seen. But then he also has like, uh, like a baseball cap covering his eyes and then like a fucking scar <laughs> going down, down his face. We're gonna like check his desk. We're gonna find a uh, fucking weapon. We're like, Barrett. What happened? He's like, somebody got to Lulu. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: oh man, dude. The the thing for me about I don't even the joke about that. I know that was a bad joke, but it's <laughs> John Wick reference. Know, but the uh, um, the thing about the Rainbow Six movie that I think makes this a little bit weird is, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but I'm less interested in these adaptations of games that I feel don't have their own identity and characters and stories that like are going to be adapted when it is just kind of... It's just a generic action spy world thing. Yeah. Um. But maybe I'm wrong there, because like there's characters. I don't know who the fuck John Clark is, but maybe people are like, oh, man, I love my homie John Clark.
0: I mean, I'm I'm with you on the Tom Clancy. I'm so ignorant when it comes to Tom Clancy. I assume that the Rainbow Six games were adapted from Rainbow Six novels, and if you have Rainbow Six novels, I assume that those have a cast of characters and a story that you're, that you're following and stuff, right? Whereas the games, I on the game side, right, it is how do we turn this into a game? We'll just take the broad concept of infiltrations and then operatives and all this stuff right and, and make that the game but i assume the actual uh, novel or adapting is going to have all the stuff that you're talking about
1: yeah it's just that's the thing is like at some point if it's just an a, adapting a novel that has the same name as a game that has very little to do with mm-hmm. the novel now let me talk about the witcher but, but that's different though because that has a lot to do with it like i just that's fair i i don't know like I just don't, Rainbow Six being a movie, to me, almost doesn't even feel like a video game adaptation.
0: Mm, I feel you.
1: Where it's just like, all right, cool, it could be a dope action movie, but I don't know that any like Rainbow Six fans of the games are like, yo, man, I can't wait till we see you uh, know, this person do this thing. <laughs>
0: I, I'm somebody who's played a lot of Rainbow Six Siege, and I, I'm i probably not going to watch this movie, Like, especially if it comes out and people are like, eh, I'm not going to watch it. But if it's cool, like, here's the thing. My selling factor for this movie isn't even Rainbow Six. This is Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. I want to see that man. I want to see his muscles. You know?
2: It's true. It's true.
0: I want to see the man smile.
2: If my grandpa if was man's still around, smile. he would be uh, stoked for this movie. <laughs> he had, like, a bunch of Tom Clancy novels. and I feel like he was the only person I ever met who actually, like, had Tom Clancy novels.
1: That's so funny. But I get it. I mean, being a fan of the novels, that totally makes sense. I'm just saying, like, exactly. this yeah. as a game adaptation. I don't know that, that mm. this is going to count.
0: Well, Tim. I'm very excited to see how this Rainbow Six movie pans out. And I'm also excited for Barrett to watch all those movies in March. But oh, yeah. March is just
1: so far away. Mm-hmm. If I want to know what's coming out to Mom and Grop Shops today, where should I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show hosts each and every weekday.
0: do 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 out today, we got Definitely Not Fried Chicken for PC, and then Wings of Blue Star for Switch. Bear, I'm going to need you to look up Definitely Not Fried Chicken. I'm very curious about that one. New days for you. Tower of Fantasy's 2.3 update, Wandering Amidst Miasma, launches on February 2nd. Corpse Keeper, the medieval gothic action strategy roguelike fr- uh, from developer Melancholia uh, Studio and publisher Thermite Games, begins a supernatural battle on PC via Steam and Epic Games Store in an early access launch February 15th, 2023. Thermite, another Rainbow Six Siege character. Mm. SteamWorld Telegraph special special broadcast has been announced for next Monday, January twenty third at nine thirty a.m. Pacific time. Right now, Barrett has pulled up. Definitely not fried chicken, and I definitely would not have thought that this is what it, this it game It's like—a
2: drug front uh, restaurant business thing that you're, and it's like a oh. management, uh, building management and stuff like that. Mm. I like it. It's a Gus Fring uh, simulator. Mm. Oh, it is Gus, Fr- Gus Fring, isn't it? That makes
0: sense. Oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, more new days for you. Tactical beat-em-up RPG. Treachery and Beatdown City arrives on Xbox consoles alongside a new update this April 27th. And then given time, a brand new campaign for Jet the Far Shore is available for free on January 31st. Deals of the day for you. There's a level 5 sale going on on U- the U.S. Uh, PlayStation Store. Dark Cloud, Dark Cloud 2, and Rogue Galaxy are all $7.49. Those some blessing games. Go jump on Dark Cloud. Dark Cloud is a really fun game. Tim, now it's time for reader mail. Remember, you can write in to slash KFGD with your questions, your squad ups, you can skip ads, do a bunch of cool stuff. Just mm-hmm. like James Davis, a.k.a. at James Davis makes did. me. James Davis writes in and says, this is not hypothetical. I genuinely want to understand. Why is it a bad thing for Suicide Squad to be a games as a service? With quality AAA games as a service games like Destiny, The Division 2, Warzone, etc., I don't fully understand why people are freaking out is it the perception of not getting a complete game please educate me
1: I think it really falls down to the expectations for IP of people getting a game from Rocksteady knowing the type of games they like from Rocksteady and knowing what they would like from a Batman universe DC universe video game I think that that is uh where this stems where the problem stems right because it starts with most people would expect um Arkham type game maybe an advancement in that type of of realm but at the end of the day a single player experience right Mm -hmm. so doing this I think there's extra um concern around because of Avengers being a similar type of uh, of situation to what I just explained Mm -hmm. a known quantity of developer of Crystal Dynamics an expectation of what people want from that uh being a single player narrative driven thing with characters that they love and then it being turned into this team-based, like, games as a service and with the battle passes and all that stuff, we saw what that turned into. So I feel like that's where the hesitation starts.
0: Yeah. And I think you're also talking about a game genre that just requires a lot. A lot. What's going on here? So that's all. You guys are doing a great job. I need mean, you guys to wrap this up because Nick the Elder needs to
2: become the Elden Lord. Oh, you would be playing that Elden Lord? On our Twitch stream later today, ladies and gentlemen, right after the
1: show. Stick around. Daddy's about to frag out. In the Elden Realm.
2: I don't. I don't know if
1: you're pranking. Where where could they see that, Nick? You can watch that on Twitch.tv/slash Kind of Funny
2: Games all week. I'm getting in there right now. Andy gave me some gloves. Still naked, but I get to wear gloves now.
0: Yeah. This is the most. You're watching <sighs> so ABC sad. and like you're watching a sitcom, and then all of a sudden in the lower third, you yeah. see characters from a different show come on. But, like, yeah. But it's Nick just shit. hiding behind
2: the video wall. And yeah. It's so
0: funny because I'm watching Tim answer the question, and like I I assume Tim knew that Nick walked through. No. Oh, no, did? I did not. Not okay. at all. Because no. I was like, I was like, oh, is Tim as distracted as me right now? Yeah. <laughs> I'm seeing, t- I, seeing Nick. No, just, oh, like, no, no. I did. I did area. not know he
1: was there until I heard a little scuffle back there. I don't know how you got all the way there without me seeing you, but. He's doing a – Yep.
0: Oh, he's doing a – We can see him, but we can't hear. him. Can't... He's silent. I can't hear Nick right now. He's
1: like a Prius. <laughs> he's
0: like a Prius. <laughs>
1: Goddamn, oh, goddamn. Go check out the L- L- first L- L- Sackboy,
0: then Nick. Then Nick. What can go? What else can go wrong in this episode? Um, but yeah, uh, like going he back. You said the- you can call me sack boy. I hate that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> going back to James Davison's question, right? I think James Davison's question mentions Destiny, the Division Two, Warzone, and I. For me, the difference with those games is that you look at the studios that are making those games and the amount of resources that are going into the into those games, and I think they just strike you as. Different from something like uh, Suicide Squad, right? Yeah. Where Rocksteady is known for single player. Rocksteady is coming from WB Games, right? How many big games of service games from WB Games have you have you seen come through and be success, successful, right? I'll say the closest one in recent memory would be Multiverses, which I think has come and gone. Um, fun game, but it's a game that I've not seen make, uh, make news headlines, right, and have that have that staying power. Des- Destiny is coming from Bungie, right, a studio that people trust with this with that specific kind of game, right, and they pioneered that. You know, that is the thing that they, that they I think, sold us on in that first initial reveal for Destiny and went, hey, we have a 10-year plan for that, right? And even that was rough. Destiny 1 did, did not um, start off, like, with, without without issues and without problems. It took them a little bit to get there, and now Destiny 2 is what Destiny 2 is, but even that was a journey. You look at Warzone 2, when you're talking about Activision with Call of Duty, one of the biggest franchises on the planet, if anybody's going to do it, they're going to do it. You look at Division 2, right? And again, you're talking about Ubisoft. You're talking about a... um. um the, a studio that is built around this kind of game, right? That is meant for this kind of thing. When I look at Rocksteady and Suicide Squad, I think it is the question of who asked for this to be a games-of-service kind of game? Do we trust Rocksteady to be able to deliver on this kind of game when their expertise and the, and their specialty has been in these fun single-player action games? Um, and then also, I think you do, you do get that fear when you look at things like Gotham Knights, right? Which came out, and I think does strike us as a bit similar in terms of, pres- in terms of how it's presenting. And then also Marvel's Avengers, which strikes us as similar. And both those things... We're not successes.
1: Yeah. And you know, just uh to add to what you're saying here, it's like the games mentioned Destiny, Division Two, and Warzone, all three of these are um sequels to some extent they are the second iteration of the thing where we had destiny 2 obviously and even destiny 2 at this point has had multiple iterations of what it is and how it works to get to the point of it being good uh and working for people division 2 a lot of lessons learned from the the first one and it was better than the first one in terms of the games of service aspects and then warzone even was these at this point there's been multiple seasons and iterations on warzone but it was take two on battle royales for call of duty there was blackout Right. It mm-hmm. yeah, happened and, like, before and, that. And
2: I wouldn't even count words or two in the, in that conversation because the suicide squad isn't a battle royale, you know, like it's not like a, a living service, open world thing where you're going out and like doing missions with each other. It's a battle royale. so like, I wouldn't even have that in the same conversation. Cause that's just not the design, same design philosophy
1: that they're going in. That And that's a good point. But even having said that, it's like, I feel like that brings up another point that there are even fewer success stories of games as a service than this list implies like are we missing yeah. some like destiny yeah. division two uh yeah
0: yeah i mean it depends on how you define games of the service. because cool i can see Final like fantasy 16 yeah, I'll say Final or fantasy, 14, 14
1: world of warcraft right but then, my, then you're, you're getting those, into those are mmos kinds. it's like that's exactly. that's the thing when we we understand what g-a-a-s means when we look at those ugly ugly letters you <laughs> yeah, know <the>
2: ugly letters <laughs> I think I said this yesterday, uh, but I'll repeat it today, where with Rocksteady, it felt like they were trendsetters back in the day, and this feels so similar to, it, this feels like they're chasing something, very similar to what Ubisoft is always doing. They're chasing, like, a, des- a specific design franchise, and that's just not what I want from Rocksteady, and that's disappointing. And then th- this game's going to come out, if it's good or uh, it's bad, or if it doesn't hit for me or whatever, we're going to have to wait, like, another, whatever, seven years for another Rocksteady title? Yeah. I think it's also the
0: fact Fallout
1: 76. that seventy
0: six, fall seventy six, right? And I, like that's the thing is, I, I I think when you go down the list, the way you because def- the way I've always did, um, described games as a service slash live ongoing games has always just been continual updates, right? Which applies to so many games, but I, the when we when we narrow it down into like the destiny, the destiny, the division two, right? I think you are getting into a narrow scope of. All right, I guess action games that you can play with friends that also have content updates and like roadmaps and all this stuff. But that applies to so many just multiplayer games that I, I, I would go and I would include the broad spectrum of it. But I think for me, it the, the comes back to why. Like, why is Suicide Squad a games as a service kind of game? Or why does it have a battle pass? Why does it have these features? I think the thing w- of people being upset about it is that I think a lot of the audience is very perceptive when it comes to w- what to expect or, you know, why a studio would do this. Is Games of a Service good for Suicide Squad or is Games of a Service good for the idea of making money continually? And I think people are able to – I think the audience is able to identify things that feel like cash grabs, right? And I don't want to be harsh and just cast this as a cash grab, like, off no, the bat just because it could be great.
1: It's assumptions and and hypothesis based on prior experience. Exactly. That's where we're at right now. It's like looking at this, it seems like it's going to be another Avengers situation. I don't think any of us are rooting for it to be an Avenger situation. We're hoping that they nailed this. Exactly. We're hoping that this is like, oh, wow, this is what it should be, and then could inspire others to do similar things to it working, like, we're talk- like uh, James is talking about here with Destiny and Division 2. If it's as good as those, that's a great thing. Then we can get new different styles of games with a model that people are happy with, that they're actually rewarded with. Games as service, live service games, battle passes, all of that should be good. Oh, yeah. All of that
0: should be things that we want. And they sometimes are good, right? Like Again, when you're talking about Destiny, Division 2, and all these things, I think, I, again, I come back to, is that is Games of Service the right way to do this game? And we will see, right? So far, I've not been, and I think a lot of people just haven't been sold on the idea of this game being Games as a Service. But when you get the announcement for Destiny, it's like, okay, cool, you've sold me on this thing. When they tell you about the Division, it's like, all right, cool. I can, I can see your divi- I can your I can see your division. Ubisoft. You I can see your vision here. You know, I go back to that original trailer of them doing like the fake um, uh, voices of people uh, on the voice chat, like talking to each other and coordinating with each other. like, hey, oh, throw the grenade. Oh, man, I'm gonna go right. You go like. like As corny as that is, I think that original trailer for Division really sold people on what that game was and why it would work as a multiplayer game and as a game of games as a service. Same with Call of Duty and all these other games that are doing it. I just haven't seen that with Suicide Squad yet. And I think if they're smart, they would have a trailer or a showcase that is, hey, this is our plan. This is our roadmap. This is going to be our first content drop. Um, two months after the game is out that's going to be this big expansion that's focused on superman or whatever it is i think they got to go in and really sell us on why it having a battle pass and it being this ongoing game is going to work for it but they just haven't done that yet right? yeah. i think that's kind of when the, that that's the awkward place that we're in is and that it seems unlikely
1: stuff. it that's the biggest yeah, problem. yeah but, we shall see we shall see
0: tim uh, I, got, I got another question here i'm trying you know what I'll throw out this question as a quick really? question. Sam Bam writes in to kindofunnycom slash KFGG just like you can and says, Sup, nerds. Everyone is groaning about the Suicide Squad games as, as a service news. My question is, what established franchise or licensed property do you want to see take, uh, take, take on the games as a service model? I'm going to say Star Wars. And I know we've kind of gotten that with Battlefront and stuff, and I know we might get that with the upcoming Ubisoft Star Wars game. Um, Probably but i will, right? Yeah, I and will. that
1: hopefully will be an example of what we're talking about. Of Division setting is a good starting place. Yep. So let's go from there. And the reason why I think that excites a lot, a lot
0: of us, just from the idea, is that Star Wars is a universe that you can do a lot with. You can tell a lot of stories there. You can have people fly to different planets, right? If you're able to capture that scope, I think that's going to feel really cool. There's so much lore, lore to work with. You can, you can even imagine the different classes and different abilities and different the, the cosmetic stuff. The ability to stuff. tell
2: your own story and, like, make your own character. And that's the yeah. other, like, other weird thing with, like, Suicide Squad where it's, like, those are known characters that you're kind of like trying to fit uh, a mold into whereas like uh, things like the Division 2 that's that's you that's your character exists it's in an avatar that world. and that's very easy to to do with Star Wars like I think one of the theories we had or maybe it was a rumor or something is like that Star Wars game is going to be about uh bounty hunting and stuff and like that is a, in a kind of Division 2 like games as a service model sounds actually really fun if they could pull it off. Yeah.
1: James McGill in the chat says Jackbox just give me a subscription for all the current games and future ones. That is a great.
2: I'm surprised they haven't done that answer. already. Yeah, yeah, that's a
0: fantastic answer. Paper and chat says it doesn't matter. Just the announcement of a Star Wars games as a service game is going to set people off. They announced it, like they, they announced <laughs> it, and people got excited. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I, I think that's the thing is if you take the right properties and the, the right ideas and match them up with a games as a service, I think it could work. Yeah. Right. Like even something. I mean, even if you want to do a DC thing. I guess DC Universe Online exists, right? But if you do a, a new iteration of that that is more games and service where it's what Barrett's talking about, give me a blank character, let me choose a class, right, or a faction or whatever it is, whether, whether it's me getting speed, power, super strength, or whatever, like in DC Universe Online, and go about it that way, I do think something like that could be cool.
1: For me, it's Mario Kart. Mario mm-hmm. Kart 9. Just, like, call it Mario Kart. Have it just be a platform. Just keep adding to it. And it's like, I... I was convinced that's what was going to happen when they did the whole uh, DLC booster packs for uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. I'm a little less sure of that now because I'm like, all right, well, they kind of did a, a half-step version of it that I'm very happy with. Uh, but I would have definitely preferred, hey, here's a new Mario Kart, and we're going to add new characters to the point that at the end of time, every course will be here. Every character imaginable will be, will be here. New courses all the time. Like That would be the dream for me.
0: God, I love that so much. Tim? Now it's time for kind of slash you're wrong. Were you write in? Let us know what we got wrong it's as we got it wrong. That we so got <laughs> anything wrong. <laughs> uh, so we can correct it later for those watching and listening. Destroy the Moon says NIS is developer. Nippon Ichi Software, mostly known for Disgaea. I appreciate that. Uh, hey Ray says the Microsoft layoffs are also affecting Xbox and Bethesda. I, if, in the, if For future reference, if you have a source to go along with that, that'd be appreciated. I saw
2: saw people saying that on Twitter, but uh, the articles that were rolling around never said any of that. Yeah.
0: For now, I'm going to say take that with a grain of salt, but it's a possibility. Uh, Mikey O says, John Wick's Chad Stahelski isn't on the Seafood Movie. That's John Wick co-creator Derek Kolstad. I was getting confused. That is confusing, but good for both of them uh and then this is interesting lanky dragoon says the rainbow six movie was referred to as a game adaptation it's a book at ad- oh no lanky dragoon is saying things that i think we said right we know that it's that rainbow six is being ad- adapted from a book yeah. from the books and there you go that's it for kind slash you're wrong tomorrow's hosts for kfd are going to be me and tim that's right we're back at it like a bad habit if you're watching this live right now after this Uh, Did Tim or did uh, Nick call it Elden? Nick, is that what he said?
1: He called it something. Oh man, Elden King. He's going to become the Elden King from now on. We're calling Nick the Sack Boy. So
0: Nick, (laughs) you're going to get some more Elden Ring with Mike, Andy, and Nick the Sack Boy. If you want to catch that stream later, of course you can subscribe to youtube.com/slash kind of funny games. Remember, this has been kind of funny games daily, each and every weekday live right here on youtube.com/slash kind of funny games and twitch.tv/slash kind of funny games. We run you through the nerdy news needs to know about. Mm -hmm. Until next time, game daily.